three, two, one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's how you have to do the countdown. Three, two, one. No, then you got to point. It's three, two, two. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to shit that goes on in our heads. Today we have Bizzle, and he's going to talk about his progression from being a bachelorette all the way back um, up to parenthood. <laughs> I can't. Not a bachelorette. A bachelor. Bachelor. Bachelorette is what you were before you met. You are like. <laughs> That's a good start to the episode, though. Yeah, oh my God. Love it. You're. You're an asshole, and I'm going to close my eyes Take and not five. look at you for. <laughs> Take Remember five. the countdown. I'm not looking at you. Okay. Just count. Welcome back to shit that goes on in our heads, and today we have Bizzle, and he's going to talk about his progression of being a bachelor all the way to parenthood. Yes, and and for those that don't know, Bizzle is my life partner, my significant other. Yeah, I also do a little producing of the podcast. And the producer. <laughs> and your best friend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Best friend. Definitely life. best friends. Yep. Oh, life. BFFs. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted, I, I wanted Bizzle to be a guest because I think, like him, we have a couple of our friends and I'm sure there are other men out there that are afraid to embark on parenthood or even marrying somebody. And when I first met Bizzle, he was basically like the coolest guy ever <laughs> he was he was in a band she's being nice <laughs> he was in a band he wore tight dickies he had <laughs> pitch black hair his eight his ears were gauged out and he worked in it and i was like that that's a real winner right there <laughs> I, was like, I gotta get my hands on that guy um but no like we we started off really well like i think just naturally we've I would almost argue and say we're such close friends. And, you know, as every relationship goes, like you start talking to the person that you're like, you know, what? I think this is my forever person. And the topic of children came up. And if we wanted to have kids um, at that time, I'm, I'm also about what, five years older than Bizzle. Mm -hmm. Yep. So at that time, you know, I'm, I'm five years older wanting to have a child possibly. And Bizzle was, anti-kids he wanted double income no kids he called it dinks <laughs> yep. and that was one of our biggest struggles and it took us quite quite some time to well i guess i'll hand it over to you i don't know <laughs> ultimately he decided he wanted what i wanted and uh what how did that happen? First of all, why didn't you want children? Well, let me let me first start with as the producer, it is much easier to be away from the mic and off the mic <laughs> than to be you know, participating in the conversation. So <laughs> that is an interesting change that I would say for the podcast. Um, the other thing you forgot to mention is um, at the time when we first met, for whatever silly reason, I used to wear my keys on a keychain <laughs> belt loop kind of thing. Like you were like a wallet chain plus like the keys. It was like janitor keys. Yeah, janitor keys. And so she could hear me coming down the hall at the work where we worked together for like a mile <laughs> off because it would go jingle, 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 jingle with every step. Yeah, so. once, I, once I knew he was in IT, 
I would unplug the printer and I would tell my chef because I was I was in the pastry world back in these days and I would tell my chef chef there's something wrong with the printer again eventually he he got he got wind that there was a specific person in IT that because they always said the wrong guy (laughs) they did well because we didn't know what his name was so we would always ask for everybody else and then finally he came down one day and I remember you had just dyed your hair blonde and I was like oh there's that. That's not happening. <laughs> the fantasy's over, folks. Because <laughs> it was like, you could definitely tell he did it at home, and it was like orange. Oh, yeah. You know it was I mean? a box dye. <laughs> <laughs> he went natural like you, G-Rex. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was, I was, we met when I was, you know, early 21. 20s. Yeah, 21. And Dirty Skittles was mid-20s. And, 26. Yeah, 26. Right, and, Robert. you know... Um, at that time, at least me personally, kids weren't even a consideration, right? They, they wasn't, it was a thing that at that time I was actively avoiding doing, right? It was, it was He's practicing safe sex. Yes. <laughs> uh, different podcast, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so, you know, we were together for, for a good long period of time. And then I guess actually what I would ask, and then I'll, I'll tell my side of it, but at some, so at some point, uh, dirty Skittles decided that we were going to have a kid, right? Not like we weren't like, like right. pregnant or anything, but like that was something that was like part of her future. And I could either be part of that future or, you know, that, that necessarily didn't work. So for a while we actually did split up be- because of that, you know, cause I, I didn't think I was ready or it was something I didn't see in my future or whatever. Um, Ultimately, you know, I changed my mind and it's been incredibly fantastic, but I'm kind of curious. And then I'll say my side of it, but what, oh, what changed for you as to like, you went from like, we, cause we had talked about it for a long time, you know, we've been together now more than 15 years. And yeah. so I'm curious what changed for you, what, what prompted it. And then I'll, I'll share kind of my side. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm hoping, I'm hoping G-Rex is like, yes, to the story. For me, when it, so I had kind of struggled with the idea myself my whole life. I wasn't one of those little girls that dreamt about her wedding or being a mom. I dreamt about like traveling the world, becoming an author one day, like things like that. Um, And so at some point in my 20s, I would probably say like 23-ish, I remember thinking, man, am I going to do like this, this kid thing? Because my fear was... I didn't want to have a child that would not contribute to society. I was like, I don't want somebody who's going to, in my family, there's a lot of um, drug abuse, alcoholism that they struggle with. And I'm like, is that genetic? Like, what are the chances that I'm going to, you know, love a child that is going to end up being a drug addict or an alcoholic or get into crime or, you know, like I just feared the worst and the risk wasn't, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me at that time. And, um, and I tried to think of the other side. Well, I could also have like an amazing person who like makes a discovery that changes the world and, you know, things like that. But when it, when it finally switched was actually when I met Bizzle in one of our conversations, when he said the double income, no kids comment, it lit a fire inside of me because as a woman, I'd be damned if a man told me I would not be a mother one day. I was like, fuck you. If I want to be a mom, I'm going to be a mom. 
Like you don't have a right to tell me what I can and cannot do with my own body. And then I knew, oh, I wouldn't feel this way if I didn't want to have a child. Like I was like, I want a kid to call me mom one day. I was like, this guy can go suck a dick. Like you can go find somebody <laughs> else, but um and yeah, we we parted ways. So for me that was what did it. I realized no, I can do this and I want to do this. So you're either on board with me or you're not. So I, I can see from like both of you guys' uh, st- standpoint, but you know, for me being a lesbian, I didn't want to have kids, but I love being around kids, right? I'm like everybody's favorite aunt. Number one, because I'm about as tall as most of the kids. <laughs> but London. I, I love like hanging out with kids, right? Like I'm the biggest kid you'll ever meet next to my wife, you know? I try to mentor and, and be a, like a parent-like, but I could never be a parent. But just for my own personal reasons, one, I had a hysterectomy uh, about 10 years ago. And um, two, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and I I didn't want to bring that in, right? I didn't want to have that element. So I'd much rather just like foster or mm-hmm. mentor or be around kids just so I can get that inner child that I have out i'd say dirty skittles mentioned the dinks thing right i i had imagined and pictured my life just traveling kind of no strings kind of stuff right and you know having a child means that you have to compromise on everything and everything is really at least for whatever period of time i assume it's a very long time because our our son's only five but i assume you know 10 15 20 right it's all based around their needs and you have to be, you have to give selflessly. Right. And I don't think I was ready to do that. And, um, and then on the other hand, I had a very similar uh, experience G Rex, like, you know, my child was, was good, but there were parts of it that I was worried or concerned I would bring to, to our son, I guess, nugget, we'll call him. Nugget. Uh, uh, yeah. Would bring to his life that I didn't want to have. Right. Like the, I talked to a lot of my friends that are, either thinking or we're thinking about having kids and that's a a real a real concern right is that they had whatever whatever it was they didn't want to bring that into the their children's lives right and i I would guess that progressively every generation is better right you see the things your parents did that you don't want to replicate and so forth and then you you get better but at, at the same time you're also at least i'm also super concerned about bringing those things in myself and not being uh, capable of of doing that so ultimately i guess what i would the answer to what changed though for me was um you know i really uh loved dirty skittles and um the relationship that we had that i wasn't finding elsewhere and having a kid seemed like totally totally great at that point for whatever reason something switched in my life and it felt like you know i think we together could do it and handle it and and be successful and take the the bumps as they come along the road or whatever. Um, but it, it seemed, it seemed attainable when in the past it had not been, I will say, you know, we could talk about some, some stories over the, <laughs> over the Oof. years, but um, it definitely, for me ended up being the right choice on the flip side for lots of people. It's not the right choice, right? Adoption is a choice. Not having kids is a choice. All of them are great choices depending on each person's where they are and who they are and what's, what's in their life. A lot of our friends ask, or a lot of people who have children ask, so what, are you going to have another one? And Bizzle can attest to this. As soon as our little nugget was born and I delivered, 
and I looked up and I saw him after I said what I wanted to say, because I had stress, like, what are, what is the first thing I'm going to say to my son when he's born? Not that he will remember, but for whatever reason, I was hyper focused on like, I have to have like something great to say. And after I said my thing, which I'm not going to, I probably will keep <laughs> <Yuck>. to myself. <laughs> but after I said what I wanted to say to my son, the very first thing I said out loud to everybody else I'm never doing this again. <laughs> like, And they all looked, oh, everybody says that. And I'm like, no, like my pregnancy was wonderful. Like I had no anything scary happening. I mean, it was, it was the best that it could be. I delivered where I wanted to deliver. We had an amazing um, staff, like all the nurses and doctors or what, like there was nothing apart from just not ever wanting to, I thought labor was, traumatic like there's people just staring at your bits with like (laughs) huge lights like it's not a production you know what i'm saying like i'm like don't look over here stop snapping photos and i remember like looking over my mom was in our delivery room because my mom was a nurse we delivered at hospital she worked at and she was just sipping coffee and i just remember being like (laughs) i'm fucking straight working out here my mom's fucking sipping coffee i look over at my husband bizzle whose only job was to hold my leg and the doctor's like, you look real pale. Are you feeling okay? And he he had to be. Talking ex- to me. Yeah. <laughs> not not yeah, her. She was working hard. I was also, by the way, working incredibly hard holding this leg. It was my one job He's and like, I was doing the best at it. I need to step away and go to the bathroom. He like <laughs> almost fainted. I look. Then I'm like closing my eyes, bearing down, pushing, 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 just literally being so traumatized by this experience. And then I look over to my right now i see bizzle just sipping on some apple juice like just <laughs> had a fan on him all the nurses paying him attention. i'm like what the fuck is going on here like get me out of here and i couldn't back out of it like i mean i think that the labor was really about me yeah, yeah. <laughs> more than anything was, <laughs> i know you were there as a supporting cast member I, well i think why those things stood out to me was because i wanted to back out i had come this far and i was scared i was terrified but damn be it for me to change my mind it's too late <laughs> a little late yeah and i'm like i want to be fucking with a fan and apple juice just staring at the other person just putting in the work and i couldn't but i mean i did i did almost pass out which was yeah somewhat embarrassing Finally, since it's all it. family family and friends in this room i think i was just oh man i was just stressed and i was i don't know what happened i guess like, he wasn't breathing. Yeah, I wasn't breathing. I was holding. I was uh, sympathy pain. <laughs> sure, sure. Sympathy pain. I come out of the bathroom when the contractions actually hit. And it's true for anybody who's listening who's pregnant. I apologize. Anybody who's thinking of getting pregnant or having a baby. Everything you read about contractions is absolutely true. There's one line I'll never forget that says, you know, it's the real contraction when you can't even talk. All you can do is breathe. And that was exactly what happened. I came out of the bathroom couldn't even speak i immediately like the worst pain i've ever felt in my life and i remember asking bizzle to come close because i, I was afraid i was going to pass out like black out from the pain and i needed to hold on to him and he freaking looks over at me and he's like gosh is it really that bad and i was like you <laughs> son of a bitch and then here he is fucking getting apple juice and a fan i mean these are, things, these are things <laughs> you just don't know like i, I will say not as defense, but just sort of background. I never grew up around children or had any interaction with children or pregnant people. Like really what a pregnant people. 
pregnant people, right? Yeah. Like uh, people who are pregnant. So I never, you know, so I didn't know what to expect, right? You only see what you see on TV and TV is very, it glosses over the challenges, right? It's like 30 minutes and then the baby was born and it was really easy or whatever. You know, oh, the reason I said it hadn't really been around children was because another part of before, obviously we got pregnant, but (laughs) deciding about having kids, I'd never been around them. So I had no comfort with them. So it didn't really feel like something I was comfortable with. So therefore something I didn't want to do. And then going back to the the pregnancy side of things, right? My only experience, even through all the conversations and stuff that we'd had and we'd have with the doctor and stuff is like, whatever you saw on TV, 30 minutes, no problem. You know, they make the epidural sound like it's going to take all the pain away. And so when she was in pain, like that was not the expectation that was kind of set. You know, the doctor's like, oh, we'll give her this epidural. She'll be great. She'll be, you know, floating on a cloud. That I don't think. No, well, I had, there's there's something called walking epidural, which I don't know why that exists. They gave it to me. So they was like, yeah, we'll give it to you, but you'll still be able to get up and walk around. Not like the other one where it's like, you're you're kind of down. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That's like, why wouldn't I want that? Well, none of the pain went away. It only made me really sleepy. Mm. And I remember asking her, like, I don't understand like this. And she's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's just going to help you rest. It doesn't get rid of the pain. And I'm like, the fuck are we doing, lady? <laughs> Why are we here? Give me the strong stuff, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the real the real goods. Yeah. So we had Nugget. I would say as a father, it's really interesting. My experience, and we can go kind of through a little bit of each of the year's journeys, but I would say it gets exponentially better every year year zero to one you feel a little bit useless like they don't need dad right or papa is what he calls me but i didn't feel that needed right i i tried to be interactive and things but they're not speaking they're not walking they're not doing a lot they they're super dependent on mom and mom is there for everything they need so i'm just kind of you know you're like a background character drinking apple juice (laughs) drinking apple juice as a background character and at that time, they're like eating, pooping, sleeping machines, right? Pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's the whole deal. But, you know, the da- I ch- changed diapers, help with bath time, all that fun stuff. But it was like, mom is who they need. So zero to one was, uh, I don't want to say it was demoralizing, but it definitely was tougher than I expected because you've got low sleep and you're not feeling the reward. I don't know, as a mom, if what your experience with zero to one was because it... Yeah. I'm just saying from my side, I wonder if you felt like you got at least some of the I don't know, reward is maybe the wrong word, but it's an interesting question. I it's different because it's totally different. You I immediately changed as soon as that baby was born. I mean, I, I technically changed as soon as I became pregnant because I was hyper aware and focused on external factors. I didn't want to get stressed. I didn't want to be around any like you, you know, like the normal stuff. Like I don't want anybody smoking around me. I don't want to eat certain kind of foods. Like you do everything you can to have a very peaceful pregnancy. But as soon as he was born, immediately everything changed. My mindset changed. My body changed. My focus changed. And sleep. Even without sleep, I remember tricking myself mentally because you do you you're you're running on empty, and it became very understandable how some moms snap because you don't have rest and when your body is depleted of rest you don't make sound decisions but 
I recognized that I was getting too little sleep and I tricked my brain and I became kind of like super mom where I was like, I'm going to crack this code. Like I am going to do everything I can to make his upbringing as peaceful as possible. And so I even got to the point where I could tell he was going to wake up before he woke up and I would wake up. I could have a bottle ready diaper change re-swaddled before he even opened his eyes and the bottle was in his mouth as he was getting ready to ask for the milk and i remember thinking oh if i was playing a video game right now this would be a new level unlocked and like that was the mental game was like new new achievement i you know put him down and he didn't wake up ding (laughs) like (laughs) i got his leg in his onesie and didn't break it ding (laughs) like it was like that was how I had to keep going was so that that was my reward essentially was like a new level unlocked a new achievement I think there's also maybe if you want to talk about it I don't know we can cut it out but um there's a whole another level of stress that I think was societal that you had to struggle through because society you know and I as someone who's not uh, it'll make sense when I explain it but as someone on the outside what I saw was every class we did, every discussion, the doctor, everybody else was like, you got to breastfeed. It's like this, you know, it's this huge deal. They ha- they bring it up in every conversation, all this stuff, right? And so you you like go into, okay, I'm going to have this this baby and then, you know. Yeah, you, there's an expectation and I think a lot of moms or soon to be moms will resonate with this was that. There's an expectation that you as a mother, your body is meant to change and is meant to provide milk, right? Like that's natural. That's just what's supposed to happen. And it's going to make all of of what the doctors and other people are saying, like you're going to be like, got it. You know, I'm doing everything you're asking me to do. And for me specifically, in the beginning, it was incredibly difficult because our little nugget, there was like a whole latching issue I, I, it's a mental, it's a mental thing where I'm like, he just hates me, right? Like he's not latching and he hates me and I need him to latch. Otherwise my body is not going to naturally produce this milk. I struggled with breastfeeding and I tried everything, even to the point where actually Bizzle, I remember you were making me lactation cookies and crackers and breads. And like, I mean, he became like friggin' Martha Stewart (laughs) of lactation. And he was like, I'm going to get that milk out. And <laughs> like I'm an oil miner in the 1920s. <laughs> yeah, and I and it just it was very little. I produced very little and I remember just and then also like I didn't quite enjoy it to be honest, which might be a little controversial for anybody who believes breastfeeding is the way to go. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like the way it made me feel. I hated that um when I was doing it, your body actually produces that that I don't know what enzyme whatever it's called that makes you fall asleep and it's, serotonin is that what it is no oh. i don't know uh, trypt- uh, tryptophan it, mm. it, it your body produces a thing that makes you tired so you're i'm struggling with a with a baby that's not latching my body's not producing milk and i just want to go to bed like it was like everything about it was friggin' horrible um yeah i wish they would have you know my, my only feedback i guess and it's maybe not my place but it, i just wish they'd be a bit more not binary in your option right it's not like you have to do this right there are reasons and options and they should explain all that because they put so much pressure for the right reasons right it's it i'm sure that like it's the the best thing or whatever but 
you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work. And then the amount of pressure and stress they put on you, I felt like made it worse because yeah. then, because now you've, you've with anything I've ever done, if I'm just going for it, fine. If I add that mental pressure of a, it has to be done and people are watching me and judging me, it actually makes it significantly harder to do the thing, whatever that thing is. Yeah. I tried everything and it just didn't work. And I mean, now being on this side, I, I think it's still kind of a tender spot just because your body's supposed to do something and, and you almost feel like you're failing. Like you're like, oh, I failed. Like I can't naturally just do this thing. Yeah. So I, I have a question for both of you. <clears throat> when Little Nugget was born, did it bring the two of you closer or were you like snappy with each other or? My my view is it brought us closer. We, um, I think there's also other factors. We were moving to Georgia from Florida. So we literally, Charlene had the baby. We had the baby, um, whatever. And then moved to Georgia within like 10 days, right? No, it was four days later. Okay, four days, sorry. So we moved within four days. So, so in addition to having this baby, we also moved out of state away from our family and stuff. So I would say, I don't want to say we were isolated because we had, you know, friends and stuff up there, but that also made sure we had to be a stronger family unit. That was, that was my take. I will say as the sleep deprivation, let's call it, or um, yeah, just sleep deprivation set in, it definitely made us snappier or snippier with each other, but not like, I, I wouldn't say it was like terrible. I just think as you know, when you're really tired, I'm sure T-Rex, you've been super tired. I've, I've seen you in Vegas. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not But that's easy. when she's tired and she's lost money. Uh, true, true. <laughs> and there's know. been alcohol involved. <laughs> Always alcohol involved. Yeah. Always. So I would say from my perspective, closer, but also that I will say there's, there's a real, you know, they always say get eight hours of sleep or whatever. For me, that's huge. I am a zombie. If I get six, basically dead. If I get four, I know dirty Skittles did a lot of did a lot of the you know the nighttime stuff i would wake up but once we moved to the bottle i think i was able to contribute more but for the first three or six months they just i could i didn't have a lot to necessarily give because of the situation yeah but even though you were always there like you know what i mean like even if he wasn't physically doing the action he was either awake whether or not he wanted to be (laughs) um or he was there he was present he was kind of like your sous chef in the kitchen like he was like okay what do you need do i gotta hold the water cup for you like what's going on yeah i i don't know i don't think i could see how it go either way though yeah like it's definitely like anything else is definitely a coin toss because it can make you real snippy real easy or it can bring you closer and i think he was like super he was hyper concerned about my mental health i don't know was i like showing signs i think he thought like what if she becomes depressed or yeah, you were very, there's a real challenge between uh, you being frazzled and (laughs) you're just natural curly hair. Like there's a big, it's kind of a, that's another coin toss, right? Like is, is she going to murder me right now? Or is she just waking up and didn't straighten her hair? I don't know. (laughs) Is that why you were worried? You were like, she's going to snap and come for me. Because well, you know, uh, postpartum is like a huge mm-hmm. thing too, right? Like he was super concerned. Well, they tell you about that a lot, right? Yeah. They they mentioned. He was like, it. "Are you feeling like this, 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 that?" And I'm like, "What is happening?" Yeah. It was just surprising. I appreciated it. Uh, it was just surprising. I would have never guessed that that was that that would happen. I think the uh, switching from zero to one. I think the thing that had the biggest impact, you know, obviously once Nugget was born, was 
So I had the opportunity to go take on a, a job that required 100% travel when he was about one. He was basically about one. In fact, he, I, I think I started around October, so he would have been just one. Yeah, just turning. And um, so, But the thing was, I would leave Sunday after he went to bed and come back either Thursday or Friday night every week. That That was, I think for me, was sort of a mixed bag. It was a really good experience. I had a lot of... Um, like I grew a lot um, from a professional sense, but what it also, how I also grew or changed was I realized how much I really wanted to be in his life all the time. Yeah. Right. I would, uh, Dirty Skills would send me videos of like him starting to walk or these other things, and you know when you miss some of those those milestones, it can be fairly intense emotionally, right? Because you're you're trying to do what you think is best. I also have a renewed respect for folks that do have travel jobs because they're trying to make ends meet. It's not just like you can have a, you know, the the job fairy come and have this perfect job that's remote and perfect and you can do all the things you want to do, start whenever you want, right? People have jobs, even non-travel jobs where you have to be a set schedule, right? And you're going to miss things in life. Yeah, so that was really really tough emotionally. This is going to sound I understand terrible, but what kind of worked out for me, what I would call lucky was, um, so about the one year mark of that job was when COVID happened and COVID was horrible for a millions of reasons. But the one thing that I look back on was I had the opportunity to take a layoff package and then start a job that was in Orlando, which is where our family's at. For me, that just allowed me to be remote all the time. So I I had the opportunity to be with my family and we were also closer to our parents. Mm-hmm. So they so the grandparents got to see him, you know, every week and all this stuff. So I guess what I'm saying there though is from one to two, I didn't get to see him nearly as much as I want. And I really empathize with other people that have whatever reason a similar situation. We got lucky because after that, I I guess I guess that like changed my mindset, right? To where I wanted to spend as much time as possible doing all those things, kind of you never can, but making up for the time you missed, right? There's just a real sense of like, I missed something, but I don't want to have that happen again. So, yeah. And I was already working remote. So he, when he took the layoff package, it was right around the time that the daycares closed for COVID. Mm-hmm. So you essentially became the sole provider. Oh, that was really interesting. I forgot about that. There's yeah. A, so between when I got laid off and my next job was maybe a month, month and a half, right? So I got extremely lucky i had some really incredible mentors and friends that like referred me the opening just happened to work out in the industry all that stuff so i got incredibly lucky but for that month and a half right daycare was closed i had no income so i basically became to some degree daycare but i think it's more than that right i wasn't just daycare but it was that was actually kind of another nice thing to you know obviously you're not making up for that time but it was nice to spend all day, every day with him. And now at that point, he'd actually been, he was started walking and he had, a, was talking a little bit and, you know, really was able to communicate. So this is kind of that exponential year by year growth where now he was able to do funny stuff and, and do, and like express what he wanted and things. So that was like significantly better for me, at least. It worked out, I guess, then timing wise, everything just worked out the way it was supposed to. And, and during that time, Dirty Skittles, I remember how your mood changed too. 
because I remember when Bizzle was uh, traveling Mm -hmm. and then when that stopped, how your whole, like your whole mindset changed, right? Mm -hmm. Your whole, um, you became a little bit more relaxed, a little Mm -hmm. bit more funny. Um, You could tell that your stress level had gone from like 100 to like 40. Yeah. And I I think that's really important to, to, to remember, right? Because we're in the height of COVID the entire world is was exploding. It, it was a crazy, crazy time. And, you know, between then and now, like the stories you guys tell me about Nugget, I, I love them. Okay. Because I'm not a parent, but I can see them happening. And, and it makes me happy because I know he's thriving and he's in a really healthy environment because the two of you make amazing parents. And if Ooh. nobody's ever told you that before, you guys do a really good job of it. Thank you. Make, you actually make it look easy. And, you know, that's the the age that he's at now. He's, you know, finding his own way. He's a little bit of a parrot. Like, don't <laughs> say fuck in front of him because he's going to go to school and be like, fuck, fuck, oh, fuck, yeah. fuck, What fuck. the fuck is the phrase where, where I don't know. He, he heard WTF somewhere and now. And that's all he can say. He and, just, he, but he doesn't know what the F part of it no, is. And then, he, so then he'll say, well, why can't I say it? We're like, because it's a naughty word. But what does fuck mean? Like, uh, but what does fuck mean? We're like, just stop saying that. it. You, just, yeah, you can't just keep, what is, what is fuck? Fuck? What is fuck? Yeah, I don't is know. It, why is fuck bad? Like, and you're like, and then, you're like, no, I can't even explain what the word means to you. Because that's bad. It's like, <laughs> well, a five-year-old just can't. I know. But then he's like, so then he'll say, what the fuck? And you're like, bruh, bruh. Can't just make like, new words up, but they're the goes, same. I didn't say fuck. I said flock. And we're like, stop. <laughs> now you said it again. You said yes, both. Yes. <laughs> I do want real quick. I want to go rewind really quick. Just to one last thing on the zero to one while I was tra- or one to whatever it was. Yeah. One to two. I was traveling. I like I was answering the question about me, but I do. I do think it's important to point out that like through all that time, Dirty Skittles was single parenting, basically. Right. That during the week, I was completely out of town you know i'm whatever thousands of miles away and so you know she's she's doing all the the pickup drop off food cooking cleaning all while maintaining a job like so there's a lot to be commended there like that allowed me to go pursue this job and yeah have my growth but it but i think like it's really important to acknowledge the sacrifice that happened even even without kids having a, a spouse that travels a lot is very hard throw in a one or a two-year-old that's i mean yeah i don't know how you did it but i appreciate it i honestly i don't know i i I think the best advice we got was uh very early on one of my friends who had i think at that point just had her second child said you need to get him on a schedule a routine yeah and i'm like but he's like three months old and she's like doesn't matter get him on a routine and i thought how odd but I, you know, was like, well, let's just give it a shot. Fuck it. And so at three months old. Is That's when, where he gets it right there. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. What the fuck? I said, fuck it. For record. Um, but yeah, so like that was when, when it started at three months old. He had a set time that I would take him upstairs. Or actually, it would start with bath time. Then it was upstairs. I would put on classical music. I had like his little Einstein play things that, you know, they have for little babies and I'd let him play. We would read a book and he'd have his bottle, his diaper change, swaddle to bed. Even if he wasn't sleeping, I would put him to bed. And that schedule started. 
at three months old. So when when Bizzle was traveling for work, I had a routine and it was more I, I think it was more so for me more than for him. I had a routine. I knew exactly what time it was, what to do. And it and it left me a little bit of time for myself where I could take a shower. And he was at that point still sleeping in like a bassinet in our room. So I could I literally would push the bassinet to the bathroom. I would take a shower. We had two dogs who would bark for anything. So mm-hmm. if they barked, they would bark when he cried. So like, I mean, you're you're multitasking. But I think as I think that's probably a skill that that women and moms develop very early on. Like you just you learn how to multitask and you adapt and you become whatever is needed. And I didn't really I never really resented you for traveling. I just did what was necessary and you kind of that was it. Like there was never a question. So is that where you developed like your spidey sense? Yeah. Um, because I'm going to go back to a story you told me about a month ago. <laughs> oh, tell when, me. What was the story? When um, Little Nugget, um, you went to go look for him and uh, you and the lights were on downstairs and you skipped into his room and <laughs> he's camped out on his bed with a box of tricks and um, I think <laughs> he switch. had his switch or something. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. do you, as parents, do you guys like develop like a kind of like a spidey sense? He wasn't supposed to have the switch. That's the the thing he wasn't right. Or the trick. G-Rex. He was, oh, he wasn't supposed to have either or in the, the room. Tricks. Yeah. It he was had, like, he, he came over the baby gate. He crawled yeah. over the oh, baby gate right. and went yeah. downstairs. Yeah. And I had no idea how long he had, been. like, <laughs> it's very rattling, right? As a parent, you wake up, you see something out of the ordinary and you immediately go to, where's my child? Right. And I could tell, okay, the gate is closed. So you're, I'm computing everything. I'm like, gate is closed. It's still locked. But there is his like uh, pottery barn chair propped up on the other side. So did he <laughs> climb over? But I'm like, we have a house alarm. I didn't hear the alarm. Where is he? And for whatever reason, I'm like, I think I see his light on his room. Went in there and he had the whole cereal container of tricks. <laughs> this He's is like sitting, a family size box yeah, too. <laughs> sitting Indian style in his bed, just playing his switch. And I and I was like, okay, he's safe, but like, how long has he been here? Like, this how did he get back over the gate? Though? That's, That's the I question. Asked. Like, I see how he got out. Exactly. He said like, he just. Climbed. My thought is like, did he like huck the bo- the box of tricks over the gate and the switch and then <laughs> climb over? He probably he must have. You know, or like, I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And yeah, you know, that's our little nugget. Yeah. But Genius. I think, I think every, yeah, every year there's new and different and exciting challenges like this one. Now he's, you know, he's old enough where we don't have the gate. So we had the gate because we had stairs. Right. Right. And we we're concerned that he was going to fall down the stairs, fall down the stairs yeah. and hurt himself. So now though, uh, he's old enough where we don't have that concern. Now my concern is if he knows how to unlock the door, so now he's gonna unlock the door and go out. I don't know. He's never done anything like that, but I just, I just always, I'm like a hypochondriac for things that could go wrong with him. Yeah. That's the only thing that I think is challenging for me right now. Like I mentioned, every year is getting better and better. He's five now. It's probably the best year so far. He's, you know, you can see his full personalities come through and the things that he loves and is passionate about and just who he is. Um, but you know, my, my brain, as soon as I'm not like directly with him is like, okay, how is he going to get in trouble or how is he going to hurt himself? Yeah. Cause he's very, uh, injury prone too. What are we going to do? But, you know, just going back to what I was saying, um, <clears throat> I think you guys make amazing parents. You really do. Yeah, you know, like you guys give it your all. 
Yeah. Uh, you both work full time. You know, you have both have very stressful. Well, one of us has very stressful jobs. The other <laughs> one, we're not so sure. <laughs> we don't know what he does. All Nobody knows. Uh, Dirty Skills has said for years she has no clue what I do. She's even yeah. been to presentations I've given because yep. for. But you know what? In my defense, and if we can get like a witness on, in my defense, there was three of us watching your presentation, and while it was captivating and, and fascinating <laughs> for the people that were there to learn about whatever it was you were presenting. We all three walked away, and I'm like, "So does anybody know what he does?" And they were all like, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, "Clearly okay. not impactful." That's not. <laughs> I'm like, he could basically work for the CIA, and I would have no idea what he does. Just for the record, I don't work for the CIA. <laughs> Thank God, because there's certain things on this podcast we can't say. <laughs> I can't give away all the secrets. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been really exciting. I look forward to other stuff. I have a lot of friends that have the full gamut, right? We have friends that have brand new babies. We have some that are thinking about even getting married and taking those next steps. Um, we've got some that are literally their kids are going to college. I was just catching up with a, a good friend of mine um, that we all used to work with. He was telling me about his two kids and like the youngest is now going to college and stuff. And it's just, it's really like all of those steps are so exciting and you know, I'm really looking forward to each and every year, especially like if he gets into music or sports or whatever, like that'll be really exciting. Cause now he's, he's very much what we do. Like today we went to a, a Lego conference and, or convention, sorry, not a conference, a Lego convention. We just talk about Legos. We don't really see yeah. that. <laughs> don't really play with them. Just yeah, talk yeah. about Lego yeah. presentations. No. So you get to see all these, these like different buildings and things that people had created and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm just really excited about that. Like, once he starts doing his own activities outside of the house, you know, like whether that's video games or music, whatever, I just, that's pretty exciting for me. Yeah. So that's what you're looking forward to. Awesome. Well, I don't know if I have any more questions. Do you have any, any questions, T-Rex? So like for me, I'm really happy that you decided to, you know, go on with the, the journey and, and have your son because the world needs more good, good kids. Yep. more well-rounded and um you guys are very well-rounded parents and i'm super excited to see what the future brings and i think that the advice that you guys gave will help other parents that are kind of thinking about you know what's the next move is it the right thing i will say that if having your own kids is not the right thing um become a foster parent mm-hmm. adopt be a mentor there are yeah. tons of kids out there that just need a little love need a little guidance and uh just be good people. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone. <laughs>